Hey, Julian. What? You know how you don't know how to read? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have some good news for you, buddy. There is a new audio app called Newsly, and it's on iOS and Android. And what it does is it picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. So for the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Doesn't that make you happy, Julian? Yeah. Yeah. So now you can actually pay attention to what's going on in the world around you. Since you can't read, now you can listen. You can browse articles from topics you choose, and you can start playing, stop scrolling, start listening. That's your New Year's resolution, Julian. Dude, this is going to really change my life. And guess what else? What? They have podcasts as well. No way! Explore trending topics from over 40 countries, including our podcast, Just the Tips with Austin and Julian. It's there too. What? So here's what you got to do. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or the link in the description and use the promo code TIPS. All caps, except the I is the number one. You get a one-month premium subscription. Holy smokes. Yep. Just the tips. Hey, everyone, be quiet. Just the tips is on. Hey, everybody. It's the two guys who have been in multiple Chevy vs. Ford physical altercations, Austin and Julian, and this is Just the Tips with Austin and Julian, the show where we take tips, tricks, life hacks from the internet, mostly Reddit, and we filter it through degenerate brains and regurgitate it into your ears. Hey, Austin. Long time no see. How you been? Hey, Julian. What's up? Oh, nothing. Finally made it home from the dirty tea, and I survived. And now I'm just getting back into my regular routine after a weekend of debauchery with you and the other assholes I know in Arizona. Yeah, that Chevy versus Ford altercation Julian was talking about was on his trip. Julian's a fucking idiot, and he thinks Chevys are better than Fords. Dude, Chevys are better than Fords. Fords stand for fix or repair daily. And you know it, I know it. And that fucking asshole that I knocked on his ass knows it. Chevy stands for cuck, hold, bitch-ass Julian. I'm My Calvin is pissing all over your Julian, Ford. You couldn't ride a mile in my Ford Mustang convertible V6 base model. Don't even try to touch my Chevy HHR with Dayton's and a quad exhaust because it will fucking eat your mom. And <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Julian was here. It was great. We had a good time. It's funny how with technology, and you know, we always talk about the perils of technology and, and the bad stuff about us being addicted to our phones. But it's weird when Julian comes into town, it's like I just saw you yesterday. You know, it used to be like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in forever. We're just like, it's like, oh, yeah, I feel like I saw you yesterday. Yeah, we've not grown apart at all, except physically. But but we took care of that. Yeah, we definitely snuggled quite a bit. But uh, emotionally, we're as intertwined as ever. Yeah, Julian came into town with, the, with his wife, Coral. They stayed in my guest house and... We had uh, loads of fun. Yeah, and if you guys ever are looking for a primo one-bedroom Airbnb while you're in Tucson, hit up Austin because it was quite comfortable. Tell them Julian sent you, and you get a 10% discount. Yeah, there you go. I will say uh, 
he has blackout curtains in his Airbnb and we always thought we wanted blackout curtains for our bedroom and your Airbnb convinced us otherwise because we would literally never wake up. I tr- I didn't wake up before 8:30 once and I'm usually up at 7 a.m. at the latest. Um you know there what there is a time difference one hour that could attribute we did stay up till 5 in the morning one night that could attribute to it as well. But I do feel that they would be very disruptive in my life. They have. I actually saw this thing, this little contraption that will like open your curtains for you. Now we're talking. You like hook it. You can like hook it to an app on your phone. And it'll open them up, or because I have those string lights out back, so you gotta have the blackout curtains so you don't have those lights keeping you up. That's true. I mean, they were great. I got really well rested while I was there. I felt great when I woke up, but every time I woke up, I thought it was like three in the morning and I'd walk out and it was 9 a.m. or 10 10 a.m. How was that bed? Was it comfy? Very comfy. Normally I need like an extra pillow and I didn't need an extra pillow. You got some good pillows, comfy blankets. The mattress was just the right amount of firmness with just a little bit of squishiness, but gave myself and my back good support. And I have no complaints. I, I would stay there again. Good, because that mattress was given to me by Chris Monaco, who had it for five years with his wife, who was given to him by his parents, who had it for another like 10 or 15 years before that. And then I just put a mattress cover on it. But every, people, everyone fucking loves it. It's a 20-year-old hand-me-down mattress. but They don't make yeah. them like they used to, you know? Nope. Our friend Aaron Goldman, who doesn't is not a friend of the show, but he's a friend in real life, got me a uni pizza oven. And Julian got me some accoutrement for it. Is that how you say that? You think I'm going to know how to say that word? Yeah. Anyways. So Julian insisted on teaching me how to cook homemade pizzas. We made the dough and everything. And it was actually pretty impressive. I've never seen Julian like focus on something for such an extended amount of time or just like dedicate himself and work towards it. And also just the dexterity of your hands when you were tossing the dough. It was like, (laughs) I didn't even know who you were. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? It's taken a lot of time and effort, and I had to push Austin through to the end because that pizza oven would have stayed in the box till probably Aaron came to town next uh, if I hadn't come in and showed him the ropes because it is really challenging, and you got to really have a passion for it to figure it out because pizza is not as easy as you think, and I have a huge amount of respect for all those pizza makers out there now beyond what I thought. You know, it's the first recipe or dish I've ever come to where I didn't somewhat nail it on my first try. It took me seven attempts of making like multiple pizzas every attempt to get it down. And even with Austin's, he had a different oven and we had to use a different dough recipe because we didn't have enough time to use the one I usually use. And just those two like tiny differences presented curveballs that I had to work around and you know, it's it's a very challenging thing. Every little thing makes all the difference. I, it's very challenging, but let me tell you guys, it's it's worth the effort. And Julian, just as a little throwback to the good old days, <laughs> invited seven people over to my house without even telling me, <laughs> which is fine. I, obviously, he knows I wouldn't care, but he like did, wasn't even going to give me a heads up. We were out to dinner, and, and Noah and Amelia were like, okay, we'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, oh, cool. What are we doing tomorrow? 
They're like, oh, we're going over to your house to cook pizzas. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Coral's like, Julian, you didn't fucking tell him you invited seven people over. He's like, oh, yeah, my mom and Gordon are coming, too. Well, I was like, that, you know, it would have been cool to know if I should, like, clean my house or whatever, which I ended up just not doing anyways. In all but. fairness, I was staying at your Airbnb, and I just invited them to my Airbnb, not your house officially. Oh, you invited them to your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing in the listing that said I need permission to invite people to the Airbnb. Oh, that's fair. Your house just happened to be connected to the Airbnb. <laughs> that's so. fair. Weird how we ended up hanging up in my house, but it well, was Well, you fun. had more room. I was happy to see everybody. I was just so fucking tired. We went out on New Year's Eve. Went to Congress, had a blast, and one of our friends maybe lost his wallet at the strip club, and not any strip club, Eden, the after-hours strip club that does not serve booze, and is full nude, which I feel like is unnecessary, and uh, I lost my wallet at like 4 a.m. It was fucking... It really hits different when you lose your wallet at an after hour strip club when you're 40 years old. I got to tell you, like I had, a, I had a few, few talks with myself the next day about life choices. <laughs> you were in really rough shape at the end of the night. Dude, Oh my I God. Was, I was concerned, legitimately concerned. Everyone was concerned, but <laughs> Austin looked so depressed. He looked like New Year's really took a lot out of him. Dude, it took my soul out. And so the next day I was like, I'm going to make a change. And I didn't, work out or do anything productive the next day, but I did sign up for a full one year unlimited pass at yoga Oasis. So I don't know if that was just me lying to myself and trying to make myself feel better by spending money, but it felt good. And now I feel I'm, I'm coming back around. Dude, next time we go to Eden, you're going to be the one doing splits on stage with all that flexibility oh, from the yeah, yoga. Dude. Fuck. Yeah. You're going to be having strippers ask you if the, if you want to go give them a dance in the back room. That's right. All right, Julian. Well, enough with the pleasantries. Let's get into these tips. All right, let's do it. Uh, I think I'm starting off this time because you started off last time. Oh, hey, Julian. Happy happy January 6th. Oh, yeah. It's insurrection. What is it? Holiday? You mean Patriots Day? It's It's Patriots Day. God, I hope they get Mike Pence this time around. God, me too, man. I hope they have something in store for that son of a bitch. This is not a political show, though. Just wanted to say Julian was walking around all day chanting, hang Mike Pence. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, get him the tips, uh, dredged, Julian. Dressed in a American flag with a Punisher skull on the front. Um, all right, so this is a series of tips it's a little discussion and it was started by why isn't my computer loaded? julian you're supposed to save these for when we don't plan at all and we need to do a whole show about it no this one's great because it's it's by it was a conversation started by entire capital 4026 and it is a life pro tip request What's the life pro tip of 2022 that everyone should apply in 2023? And I wrote a few of these down that I thought were good. Comparison is the killer of joy. Your path is not like anyone else's. And that comes from user appropriate rough 563. I think that's a really good one because 
you can always compare yourself to someone else. I mean, no matter who you are, there's going to be someone else that has something going on in their life that you could say, oh, well, this is better in their life. But what was me? I wish my life was like that person's life. Even Elon Musk right now is probably like, oh, man, I wish I didn't buy Twitter and I was more like Jeff Bezos and just like living off the success of the one company that I have. Who does Jeff Bezos look up to? Jeff Bezos probably looks up to people that can pass probably some Saudi prince somewhere or something. I was thinking that he's probably a fan of someone who's able to send someone else's nudes without him ending up all over the news. Does he have dick pics out there? Yeah. Remember when he broke up with his wife, a series of dick pics got leaked of Jeff Bezos that he exchanged with someone. And, uh, it's probably buried now because he probably has some of the best publicists in the world. Let's see, Jeff Bezos' dick. Oh, I bet you're going to find all kinds of great stuff with that internet search. So anyway... Yeah, he, he buried it. You can always compare yourself to someone else, but don't do that. Just focus on your own path and make your own path the best it can be. What do you think of that, Austin? I do think that is a great tip, and... I know that it's hard to not get into that. I mean, I don't really do that anymore, but at a younger age, I definitely had issues with that. Hold on. Let me get rid of this picture. There's you got a penis on your screen. Yeah. I don't think it was his though. When I, in my younger days, like late twenties, I did that a lot when people like finished college and started reaching various levels of success and I was doing nothing. And, uh, I was really hard on myself about it, but you know, over the years I've learned also from like reading people say this and, you know, wiser people have mentioned this before. There's no point in comparing yourself to others. Life's not fair. Clearly everyone's life is different. You, the only thing you can do is focus on what makes you happy and, and go on that path. You know, obviously gratitude is important. Being thankful for what you do have. Can you compare yourself to people that have it worse than you? Yeah. That's a good way to make yourself feel better. I mean, there is some truth in that, like some perspective. And when you feel like you're having a bad day over something that's relatively trivial and then you see a homeless person on the side of the street and you're like, I need perspective or like, you know, a guy with no legs rolling down the side of the street and you're like, I have nothing to complain about. But I do think a big thing is be happy with what you have. Find out what it is that makes you happy, because I think people revert to thinking it's money and I don't think that is usually the case. You know, obviously there's a certain level of comfort you want to have in being able to pay your bills and not live paycheck to paycheck. But other than that, it's usually other things that, that make people happy. I don't know if you heard that before. Uh, yeah. And I've also heard you can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. Yeah. All right. Um, there's a bunch on here. Hey, you only get one tip, buddy. I know. I'm just saying people should go and visit this in the comment section below the or the posting and read through these because there's a lot of them. No, you save it and we'll use it for another shitty episode like we did last week. Okay. Well, let's try not to have any more shitty episodes. How's that for a tip? I haven't even edited it yet. I need to do that. But this one I feel is going to be much better. I'm feeling a lot more... Uh, in my element right now. Yeah. 
Well, last one, we had a lot of technical challenges that were throwing me off. I got frustrated. You were frustrated because I wasn't able to record in our usual fashion. And then every single thing that could go wrong went wrong. And so we had to we had to do a lot of workarounds. And I think it put us both in a not ideal state of mind to do creative, funny, entertaining work. But we'll see. Maybe it's great. Maybe we're really shit bagging it and it's actually one of our best episodes because yeah. sometimes Why don't you quit making too. excuses julian i don't think there are I, a lot of people out there that don't even have podcasts that's true how do you think they feel i feel better than those people i'll tell you that Jeez. All okay right. i got another tip do you do you want good, a depressing one or do you want a uplifting one let's stick with the uplifting ones because i'm feeling pretty good right now all right, this is a life pro tip from a technical term. If you're in doubt on whether or not to show up to someone's funeral, show up. That's um, <laughs> an uplifting one. Um, <laughs> yeah, the other one was too long. I wasn't ready for it. So, I mean, I think this goes without saying, but it's crazy to me over my years how many times I've heard people say, I don't do funerals or I don't like funerals. No fucking shit, dude. Nobody likes funerals. Unfortunately, we had a, a, a friend pass who we used to work with at the V. Awesome dude named Brandon. And um, I I wasn't able to get off work. And, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I just won't go. Anyways, I jumped through some hoops and was able to get off work. And as sad as it was and, um, you know, depressing, it was it just felt really good being there. And like, it was so obvious how much it meant to the family. And basically if there's any way that you can make it to a funeral for somebody that you have any level of connection with, you should definitely go, you know, selfishly because it's the right thing to do and you'll feel like you did the right thing. But I I think it just means a lot to the family to see people show up and, and pay respect and, and have a reminder of how loved, you know, their loved one was. So it's fucking sad and it's depressing, but you know, you just got to go. Yeah. I mean, no one likes going to a funeral. No one's ever like, oh, I'm look- really looking forward to so-and-so's funeral this Sunday. It's going to be real hoot. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's challenging to go to, but I don't think you'll ever re- regret going. You know, you're never going to be like, fuck, man, I shouldn't have gone to that funeral. But you might say, fuck, man, I should have gone to that funeral because you might beat yourself up after and you know as austin said it it means a lot to to the loved ones and you might reconnect with someone that you hadn't seen in a while or who knows what can come of a funeral that was actually a really bittersweet bittersweet thing is reconnecting with all the v people there that we used to work with it was really nice seeing them i know i wish i could have made it myself i was upset that i wasn't able to but Unfortunately, I was at another. Julian had a uh, massage appointment that he didn't really didn't want to miss. So, actually, know, I was in I was in Massachusetts spending time with my aunt because my uncle just passed away as well. You asshole! All right, we'll let that one slide. But yeah, just go to the funeral, and of course, it doesn't count if it's like you know, a family member or parent that you don't have a relationship because they were a scumbag or an uncle that diddled you or anything like that. This is like somebody that, that you cared about it, at least at one point in your life. Yeah. There are definitely funerals you don't go to if, if you're in like bad terms with whoever it was that passed away and you have 
legitimate reasons not to go. But if, as Austin said, if there's ever a question in your mind of whether you should go or not, the answer is most likely, yes, you should be there. And I think that summarizes it. Do you agree? I totally agree. Let's uh, move on to the next tip, huh? I'm ready. Okay. So this one comes from Reddit CNB. It is a life pro tip that says overestimate how much you are running late. If you know how late you are going to be, add an extra five to 10 minutes. It might be annoying for the person people when you say it initially, but when you come before the time you said, it will evoke a far more positive reaction than underestimating the lateness. This is one of those things that kind of falls in line with set the expectations low and delivery high. So always under promise under- over deliver. There you go. Thank this is you. That's what Austin. you're looking for, I think. Yeah, it is. That is exactly what I was looking for. Same thing goes for running late. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't say, oh, I'll be there in five minutes when you know you're going to be 15 minutes late because you're just making it worse. Give them the worst case scenario and then beat that scenario and you'll look like a champ. Also, for me, something I've had to implement just because I'm, I've been like a chronically late person for a lot of my life. People say it's an ADD thing, but you can only blame it on that for so long. So I use that same idea as far as getting ready or like if I need to leave the house by quarter till to get there, I tell myself I'm going to leave the house at 20 till because that last five minutes usually takes like me having to take a piss at the end or I lose my keys or whatever. So just be like, I'm going to get there five, 10 minutes early and I can play on my phone if I have to. And then a lot of times... You'll be there early, but sometimes you'll roll up right on time. And when I use that system of like adding an extra five, 10 minutes onto my travel time, pretty much always on time with that. And if you're ever traveling with Austin to go somewhere, make sure you uh, ask Austin if he has to use the bathroom because guarantee as soon as it's time to go, Austin's going to have to take a shit and that's going to set you back at least 30 minutes. So... Make sure Austin's planning his bowel movements accordingly. First of all, I got that shit under control on my own. I'm When I'm traveling, I'm fucking ready to go at the time. I wake up an hour early, slam some espresso, and get it out. And I usually, a new thing that I do is I kind of just dehydrate myself if it's a long drive. <clears throat> I'm not going to be drinking a bunch of water, so I have to piss all the time. I've done that in the past, and it's just a nightmare. So I just kind of dehydrate myself till I start getting closer. That could or could not be good depends on how long you're dehydrating yourself for don't hurt yourself but i would also say what i do is if it's something that i like absolutely have to be on time for say like a job interview or something along those lines i show up early and i'll sit in my car however long i need to sit in my car prior to it happening or i'll find a park nearby or whatever it is that i need to go to to make sure that i'm right on time or even early if it's appropriate because you know, nothing is a worse first impression than being late. Yeah, that's a good, uh, very obvious tip. Thank you, Julian. I don't know if it's obvious for everyone, Austin. It might be obvious. Julian says, don't be late to your job interview, guys. And I think he's right. <laughs> I, I just use a job interview as an example. I meant anything that is like equally important. It could be. 
I don't know. Whatever, whatever, whatever they else can you figure it be out on, time on their for. own. Did I tell you about my finest hour when I drove? We're going back to road trips. I drove the old Lex before it got totaled from San Diego to Tucson. I was by myself. I made it in one push, no stops, one tank of gas. I drank one bottle of Gatorade and I peed in it while I was driving. And I made it in like just over five hours from San Diego to Tucson, straight from wherever I was. I don't remember to my house. And it, I was so fucking satisfied with myself. My finest. Why hour. did you have a did you have a job interview or something? No, I had. I just. I don't remember why I was there or what I was doing, but maybe I was coming from your house. I feel like it was San Diego, though. Wow, that's a really great story, Austin. Thank <laughs> you for sharing it, dude. No one's. I've never heard of anyone going from San Diego to Tucson without a single stop. You really. You should write a book about that. I'll write something. Tell everyone how you did it. How how you planned it? How you accomplished? I'm it. gonna make a speech about what it, and I'm gonna tell at your funeral during your eulogy. What, what was your miles per like, gallon? While I have you guys here, let me tell you a, a fascinating story. Did you figure out your ideal cruising speed so that you get the maximum miles per gallon while still r- running at a decent amount of speed to get there in a decent amount of time? Julian, don't make fun of me. Well. I'm not. I'm just trying to learn more about this incredible feat that you accomplished. I just did it. All right. Let's wow. go to the next tip. Do you tell? Do you ever bring that up on a first date? I always bring that up on a first date. <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time that I went from San Diego to Tucson in one swoop? And every time she reaches into her purse and pulls out an extra pair of panties, and she's like, "Excuse me, I need to go change these real quick." <laughs> Does she hand you the old ones? Under the <laughs> yeah, table? I will take those and I put them in a paper bag, <laughs> roll it up. All right, next tip. Uh, it's your turn. Paper bag is what you're supposed to use for bloody evidence, Julian, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Why? Doesn't it soak into the paper? It like helps preserve it somehow. A paper bag? Yeah. If it's like wet and bloody, you still put it in a paper bag? I guess like so. If it's soaking, like if, if it's a soaking wet, bloody sock that's just dripping with blood, you're going to put that in a paper bag? I guess so. I mean, that's the extent of my knowledge. I don't know. Maybe put it in like various, like three triple bag it or something, but I don't know. Is it a special paper bag or just like a regular sandwich bag that you get at the grocery store? I don't know. I feel like a Trader Joe's double bag would would pretty much take care of any amount of blood. I'm surprised that they don't have that on the Trader Joe's bag where it puts all the great things you can do with a bag. You could put bloody evidence in it. Dude, I used those Trader Joe's double bags for, that's like basically my duffel bag. Really? Yeah, that shit's great. How many trips to the gym do you get out of a bag on average? Uh, I don't know, dude. Probably like four or five. And then eventually one of the handles tears off and I got to move on to the next batch. True, true. Right, what you got? It's your tip. Oh, it's me? Your is is that your tip to put bloody evidence in a paper bag? Nah, we won't, we won't count that one. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I don't I don't like any of my tips anymore. They seem like a good idea at the time and then when you start talking about it, it doesn't seem You're like... the king of ship tips. All right, well speaking of which, this is a deleted tip. The the user was deleted, but it's a life pro tip. And I'm looking at you, Julian. Be aware of always feeling worse than you did before you interacted with a specific person. This is not normal, and make a point of taking a step back and evaluating the people you keep around you. You know, we all have toxic people in our lives, and 
I think there's a certain point where you need to be selfish and realize that your time is limited and you need to, you know, do what you got to do to worry about your well-being. And if there's someone that's just a a happiness suck and they just make you miserable around them, kind of uh, take note on that and be aware of, of how much time you're spending with them. Obviously, if there's something you can help them and offer them to to change that around, that that's important too. But but I think that's important, and it goes the other way too. Keep note, take note of of people that recharge you and make you happy and laugh, and you're happy to be around. You know, it goes both ways, but it's it can go a long way in kind of paying attention to what you're getting out of a relationship and and making an effort to to either hang more or less based on that. Aren't those energy vampires? Is that what they're called? I don't know. What is that? Is that a reference to something? That's in that show. Oh yeah, show. What we do in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's our classic, which or is a great show, does. by the way. The first season. I've only watched the first season, but it was pretty goddamn good. The movie's good too. Yeah, the movie's the movie's different. Uh, yeah, but it's also good from what I remember from like eight years ago when I watched it. Great show, great movie. There's a tip. Watch them. Okay, uh, I think that's a really good tip. Uh, no one should have anyone in their life that sucks the life out of them. That's no good and makes them feel like shit about themselves. You want people around you that make you feel good about yourselves and push you to be the best person you can be. Um, I try to really just drop any any Debbie Downer as soon as I recognize him as a Debbie Downer and just keep people around me that make me feel good and inspire me to be the best person I can be. So I live that Austin. I live that for real. You do, but you are more than willing to hang out with a a weird ass fucking person, at least for one night and maybe even bring them back to your house. But you know what? That weird ass person makes me feel pretty fucking good about myself. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Yeah. With the right amount of drugs and alcohol. Julian can hang out with anybody and get a lot out of it. Yeah. And I see the best in those people. <laughs> I see things in people that other people miss. <laughs> the best was at the strip club and we're all just sitting there and you just walk back with some guy. You're like, hey, this is Keith. I met him in the bathroom. And we all just <laughs> and like we couldn't even get ourselves to introduce ourselves to him. We all just started laughing. And Brandon's just like, fucking Julian. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He's at the strip club by himself, and uh, he wanted to be friends. So I thought I'd come over and introduce him to the fellas. Did you guys exchange contact info? <laughs> I'm happy to say we did. I'll be calling him next time. I'm in town. <laughs> did you really get his phone number? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Okay, Uh, this one is from a new subreddit that we've been looking at recently, and it's uh, Cool Guides. If you haven't been to Cool Guides, check out Cool Guides. It's got all kinds of cool guides for all kinds of different things, and this one comes from Alarming Battle, and it's a cool guide that shows you how long each uh, part of your house will typically last. So it has examples like asphalt shingle roof, 
20 years. A heat pump, 16 years. Kitchen sink, 5 to 10 years. Uh, tub shower faucets, 20 plus years. A toilet, lifetime. So you can look at this guide and then judge how long things in your own house have been there and then kind of, you know, plan accordingly to say, oh, you know, this microwave is eight years old. Microwaves only have a lifespan of nine years. So I might be looking at a new microwave in the next couple of years and I better put away, a, you know, some money for that. I have mixed feelings about this tip. I just like to wait. I, I guess it is good for planning it, to get an idea of, of how much things cost. But I mean, dude, there's fucking microwaves that last 40 years. My kitchen sink is God knows how old. I just wait until it breaks or starts breaking and then plan. Certain things, yeah. But it is but good to like set money some, aside for, you know, especially the big ones. Well, if you ones, own like a house, a you heater, should definitely. A water yeah, heater. And a water heater is what I was going to say. That's a good example. A water heater has a definite finite life. And when it goes out, you're going to need a new one. And they're definitely a few thousand dollars to get replaced. And you, if you own a house, just have, you know, a nice bit of money set aside for anything that might come up. You don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck when you own a house because you might be hurting. Or you'd be like me some... and just get a 0% credit card because you didn't set aside enough money. That works too. As long as you pay it in time. I will tell you when my air conditioner broke in the middle of summer, it fucking sucked, man. I was just like, I had to sleep in my house for two nights with no AC, just filling my underwear with ice. And it, it was horrible, man. Didn't get any sleep at all. Well, I took a bunch of NyQuil and eventually did get some sleep, but it, it was not fun. Yep. That doesn't sound like very fun. I don't envy you. All right. <laughs> Next tip. I think we're ready for the next step. You didn't, you torpedoed my cool guide. I have never seen this subreddit. I'll have to check out these cool guides. I told you about it in a previous episode and you actually wrote it down and looked at some. Really? But yeah, but they're nice. You can print these out, put them on your wall or make a binder of cool guides <laughs> and flip through them when, when you need to know about something. All right. I will do that. I'll print them out. This You're not going to do that. Of Don't course I'm going to, me. Julian. I'm going to laminate gonna I'm going to laminate each one and put them in a, a hard folder. You know how they have like those cool posters at schools? You can have a cool guide around your house. Yeah. Different posters that people That'd be, you know, good conversation. You know what that would be is a good coffee table book. If you had a bunch of cool guides that you printed out and put in a nice binder, you just had them on your coffee table and it said cool guides. And then people could flip through it and learn all kinds of stuff. Do you think we could steal these off the internet and print these up and do that? Or I wonder what the copyright situation is. I don't think you would. Yeah, they're probably created by someone else. So I think that automatically copyrights them. But I think you could definitely print them out and put them in your own house as long as you're not making any money on it. All right. Well, be a fun little weekend project for you. Yeah. If, if only I had more time and motivation, I would totally do that. All right. Let's move on to the next tip. This is a LPT from... That stands for Life Pro Tip. Thank you. From I Don't Really Trust. <sighs> you know how sometimes you want to hang out with people and they don't want to hang out with you and you don't know why? This tip is if someone gives you more than one excuse, it's more than likely they don't want to do whatever it is and you should just drop it. 
And then he goes on to say, I know this might sound obvious, but I encounter a lot of people who don't realize or understand this. If someone makes plans and a person says they can't and someone else asks why and they give an excuse and the person gives a solution, but they still find another excuse, they probably just don't want to do it for whatever reason and they shouldn't keep being pushed and made to feel awkward. Sometimes people have reasons for not wanting to do things and they don't want to share it and that's fine. So if it's clear someone doesn't want to go, just leave them the fuck alone. I agree, man. You're just going to make things really awkward between yourself and whoever that person is if you keep pushing the issue and keep like, because then you're, you're going to look desperate and you're going to make it look like, or make that person probably not want to hang out with you as much anymore. You know, it also depends on how close your relationship is or what it is. And sometimes like with me, sometimes I feel like I don't want to go out, but then I go out and I'm happy that I get to see the people that were out, my friends, and, and I had a good time. So there's like a, a mixed bag too. And we've talked about this before. But, and there's also times when you just tell people like, no, dude, I just need to stay home and rest. Like I've had a busy ass month, week. I'm tired. I need some alone time. So, you know, it's kind of a mix between that and also forcing yourself to go out and see the people you love. Yeah, there's definitely a balance and you got to know the person that you're dealing with and what their situation is. Another thing, too, is like maybe someone's trying to, you know, save some money and be good and not go out and do something. And they're already battling themselves to not go out because they really want to go out, but they're trying to have some self-control. So, you know, if if that's the type of person, maybe just leave them be and not question why they're not going out because, you know, maybe they're trying to save a little money or maybe they're trying to take some time off from drinking or doing whatever they're doing that may not be the healthiest for them. Uh, so just, you know, kind of let people do their thing and don't put too much pressure on them unless they need pressure like Austin, in which case apply maximum pressure. I'm pretty good these days. I like to go out from time to time. You are much people. better, especially now You're that we're much older. better than you were in college In college. Austin was like pulling teeth to get them to do anything. Well, yeah, but that's just cause I was a stoner and I just wanted to stay home and get really high and play Mario Kart. That's true. I, I wish you recorded. I wish they recorded like hours of video game play back then, like they do on modern consoles. And let me tell you, it's a good and bad thing because there's some games out there where I'm like, Jesus Christ, I put that many hours into this video game. Like how many, what have I gotten from it? But if you had that for Mario Kart, it would have been pretty interesting to see. I bet you put thousands of hours into that game. I am very curious how many hours I put into Mario Kart. I mean, I can't yeah. even imagine. I can't either. Which is why I won't allow myself to buy a new gaming system, because I'm afraid that I might just fall off the face of the earth. That's good. Don't do it. I like the Austin that we have without a gaming system. I mean, I still have like a Wii from 20 years ago, but I kind of played that out. So I still break it out every now and again, but you know, it's not the same as getting a new game. A man of the classics. Says Julian, who fucking loves video games and plays every... I mean, luckily, you're you're just busy enough... To where you don't you just play whenever you can, and you love skiing so goddamn much that it's not like it keeps you from leaving the house or going out. You just do it when you can. Yeah, I when I'm at home and I'm not doing anything and I don't have anything to do, I prefer to spend my time playing video games versus watching TV or some twiddling my thumbs, whatever other people might do. My go-to hobby is play video games, and I think it's a great hobby. And it allows me to keep in touch with friends that, 
you know, live in other places. Like me and Brandon play all the time. Me and my brother play all the time. So it's a way of keeping in touch and also keeping myself entertained. Yeah. All right. I got one because Austin, I forgot to tell you one bad thing about the trip was how bad your clothes smelled. Coral I, I and I both, I we both noticed it. And we're like, does Austin even know how to do laundry? Well, Nini Hill, user Nini Hill has a great tip to get that smell out. And it is adding OxyClean to your laundry keeps it from smelling bad, even if you forget it in the washer for a couple days. Did you know that? Wait, say that again. OxyClean? <laughs> Jeez, Austin. I forgot to put my phone on, on nighttime mode. I just did. Um, I was texting. Oh. Well, dude, Jesus. as you know, I fucking love OxyClean. You're a real, you're a real professional. I love OxyClean, man. It's Billy Blanks, Billy Mays, Billy Blanks, Billy Mays. Billy Blanks is the Tybo guy, who's great in his own way. But um, you remember Tybo? Not good at yeah, but he's not good at getting the smell out like Billy Mays is. Billy Mays gets the smell out. Yeah, Billy Blanks gets the smell in. Billy Mays gets the smell out. That's right, dude. OxyClean is the shit. It's great. I I used it on carpet. I used it on uh, laundry, all that. And uh, actually, you sent me that tip earlier, and I read through, and someone else said you can just use vinegar, wash a load of vinegar, I believe, or you can just do like a load of water and bleach. And they someone said that the detergent itself doesn't actually help clean the washer. I don't know if that's true or how they would even know that. But they said it just helps break up the dirt on the clothes. But I feel like that has to do something. Anyways, I don't know. I've never washed my washer, but maybe I'll run a load of bleach in there or some OxyClean since I still have some left over. I mean, so vinegar does work. I've used it myself. You throw it in addition to the soap. But one caution about the vinegar is if you put too much in, your clothes will smell like vinegar. That's the thing about vinegar. So, it fucking stinks, man. I know that it's like magic and you can use it on everything, but it smells so goddamn terrible. Yeah. And it, I mean, it doesn't necessarily make your clothes smell like vinegar as long as you don't go crazy with it. But there is a fine line between it working and it making your clothes smell like vinegar. And if you're like me and you always tend to go for heavy pores be really cautious with vinegar and maybe switch to that OxyClean, which has a nice little measuring guide on it and it'll tell you how much you should be putting in so you're not overdoing it remember that we did an episode a long time ago and apparently there's like some sort of filter on your washing machine and i cleaned mine out after we did that and it was fucking gross like it was a little like door on the bottom of the washing machine that i flipped open and pulled out this filter full of like hair and goo and it was have you horrible. I haven't even thought about it since then. So Yeah, I was gonna say you probably should do it again because it's probably built up. I'm uh really good at doing laundry. That's like the one thing that I'm always on point with. I know you are. You just yeah. As soon as the, the key is us, just as Austin soon as is the, definitely the better laundry guy. As soon as the dryer finishes, take that shit out, hang up your shirts, fold your pants, put your socks away. And at the very least, if you're in a rush to get out of there, at least like flatten your shirts out and lay them down on something in, in your pants, the things that like you don't want wrinkled. I haven't used an iron in years. It's it's a great way to live. So. You know what I'm in a what I'm a big fan of is doing um 
laundry while I watch TV. So I have a TV in my bedroom and I'll, I'll put on like a YouTube video or something and just watch that while I fold laundry. Cause I absolutely hate folding laundry. It's like one of my least favorite chores to do. And they, TV takes my mind off it so I can actually get it done without too much pain. Yeah, that's good. I, that's why I fucking love podcasts, man. It's great for mindless work, like, you know, laundry, cleaning, when I have to clean the guest house, like putting on a good podcast that I get dialed into, you know, such as Just the Tips with Austin and Julian. And there are even some podcasts out there that are more professional than this one. But like, if I get into a good podcast with a good guest, I can just go for two hours and like, I don't even realize that I'm doing this mindless cleaning bullshit and so, I mean, they're fucking great, man. They are great when you find a good one. I, you know, it takes a certain podcast to really draw me in. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this one so much anymore, but there are a lot of really good ones. There are, but no, there are, there's just some, actually, I, I can, I get sucked into every one of ours. I, I listen to them and the time just melts away. <laughs> no joke. I'm not joking. That's not a sa- shameless self-promotion. I really do enjoy listening to this Well, you're one. a narcissist, so. I am, but, uh, a lot of others, like I'll start off and, and it takes, I don't know. There's a lot that can turn me off with a podcast, like how they're produced a lot of different things, but there, if there's a good story, that's going to hook me every time. You seem like there's so many good history podcasts. I feel like you would love that. I've listened to a lot of history podcasts. Let me tell you it again. It depends on how they're produced and what exactly it's a history of, there's a lot of history that I am not interested in. For example, the Renaissance era. I that is the most boring time. Yeah, who gives a fuck about that? Yeah, the Renaissance era is boring. If you want to put me to sleep, start telling me about the Renaissance. I era. like listening to self-help and optimization podcasts. Oh my god. I, I think that it like tricks my brain where I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to make these changes. And then my brain like somehow thinks that I'm a better person and I'm doing the right thing. And then I just like drive to Taco Bell while I'm listening to the ritual podcast about like vegan ultra marathoning. And I'm just like, dude, this is going to change my life. And I'm just like smashing fucking Taco Bell in my front seat while I'm listening to this. It's, I I don't know, but I've definitely gotten a lot out of podcasts. Like I feel like I've learned more from podcasts than I have from any amount of school or anything else. Like there's just so much good shit out there. It's crazy. There is a lot of really good stuff. I'm not big into the self-help stuff, but I will say I watched Stoltz. Have you watched that? Oh, yeah. Stoots? Stoot? The oh, Jonah Hill Stoot? documentary. with his. Yeah, therapist. we actually we watched it in your Airbnb while we were there. That's really good. I actually really enjoyed that, and I really liked uh, his therapist's demeanor i liked his approach and i liked his ideas on the simple things you can do to really improve your life um i'm sure that guy is impossible to get a therapy appointment with but man i i I hope there's more therapists that start following his training because that guy really seems to have found a good way of approaching your life and and finding different tools in it that can really help 
you out in a lot of different situations. So I only watched the first 20 minutes, but I need to finish it. But what I got out of it was that typically in therapy, they kind of let you talk and, and help you lead yourself to your own solutions. And it sounds like he starts out with like very direct action oriented things to help like lead you to happiness. Is that, is that some, am I kind of in the right area? Yes. And I'm sure, I mean, the, the, the movie on Netflix is less than two hours. So I'm sure there's a lot more to it and they got to what they could in the movie. But um, yeah, generally he gives you like basic tools that you can use anyone can use in their day-to-day life, no matter who they are, what problems they have. There's certain core things that are common between every man, woman, and child. And he gives you different things that you can do in your life to approach those different items in a healthy manner. Give us an example. And, all right. There is Julian the first, doesn't remember any of it. Yes, I do. The first one is life force. And he gives, he says this, single tool when you get it down will solve 85% of the issues in your life. And it's based, it's a, the shit he, he uses drawings in his therapy sessions. So the drawing for life force is a pyramid and the base of the pyramid is your physical state. And I could be getting these like terms wrong, but basically it's getting on a healthy diet, an exercise program. That's most of it. Second is having a social life. So you have regular contact with people in your life that, you know, make you feel good about yourself so that you're socializing, you're getting out there, you're conversating, conversating with people. And then the third, the tip of the pyramid is that you need to write. And he said, it doesn't matter what you write, but you need to get in touch with your inner self. And the best way to do that is write. And he said, just write free flow every day, something, and you'll get in touch with your inner self and you'll learn a lot from it. And there's no goal in what you're writing or anything like that. You just write basically free, free form and let your, your thoughts flow from your mind to the paper and it'll, it'll present itself in the way it should. Yeah. So that's one of the, Julian's never going to do that, but he loves conversating bullshit. I ordered a journal after watching it. That is on its way. It'll be here January 14th. Cause there's a back order. Julian, did you know that conversating is not actually a word? I'm not making fun of you. I just used to say it all the time. Cause they say it in rap music and, uh, Apparently it's conversing and conversating. I don't think is even a word anymore. Austin, we can still do say I look it. like I'm not making fun of you. Just uh, do I look like the type of guy who gives a flying fuck <laughs> what's a word and what's not a word? Um, I'll fucking if it gets the message across. I don't care if it's an official. No, Julian, keep being dictionary. you because if I wasn't able to make fun of you using words that don't exist, I don't think I would have any reason to live. Did you understand what I meant by conversate? No. Julian, don't be silly. You're doing yes, great. Yes, you did. Yes, don't you did. turn it on me. I'm I just was saying, trying to be understand? diplomatic about it. I didn't even make fun of you. And for I know, all I know, just, it could be a fucking I'm word. just asking. Know. Now you're making I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Did you understand what I meant when I said conversate? 
Yeah, but I also understood what you said when you texted me too much with one O, but it still made you look like a fucking idiot. It, it, I'm doing this message, for when you're out there in the big wide world. The message world got across. And you're working your job and you text someone, is that too much with one O? And they're like, oh, Julian's a director and he doesn't know how to use the different forms of two or there. That's strange. Hey, I'm working my job every day till my hair turned gray. Dude, okay, the other Austin? day you texted me too much with two O's, and I was so proud of you. I was like, Julian, you used the right form of two, and you didn't text me back. I was so happy. Um, Not true. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> You're but. like, I did it on accident. Auto-correct it. Oh, it was probably Siri. Um, no, it looks like conversate is a word. Oh, see? See? So I'm the idiot. Yeah. Trying to tell me what's a word and what's it not a word. It just became a word last year. Great. No, I'm just See? kidding. I have no idea. But it's a word, apparently, it, according to Google. All right. Anyways, what I'm I want to talk about is, Julian, number one, I'm proud of you for getting a journal. I've actually been journaling for years. I have. Uh, I use this website called 750 Words, and it like tries to get you to hit that word limit, and you just kind of brain dump. There's also one called, like, what is it, Daily Morning Coffee? Daily Affirmation? Morning Words something. But there's, a, there's probably a bunch of them. I love it. It, it helps you like see things clearly, especially when you're stressed. It kind of you just talk yourself through your problems and helps give you perspective. But I've heard people say that they really like doing it on like a pen, you know, on a notepad with with pen. And I've always wanted to do that. I feel like there's something to that, and we just don't get that anymore. So you'll have to let me know how that works out if you end up even doing it. But I think you're going to be pretty happy about it. Okay, great, thank you, um, Julian. Way to go. I'm 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 really gonna try to follow at least the life force one and some of the others. Yeah, and I think a key is just like just allow yourself be like I can write one sentence if I want. Just check in on how my day went or whatever. But like if you have something kind of digging at you, I think you'll find that you end up writing a lot sometimes. So I don't know. I fucking love it, dude. It it feels great for me. So and watch that movie, man. It's a good I know, movie. I need to finish, finish it. it. I need to finish it. And everyone should watch that movie. I think it's something that has broad appeal and will uh, strike a chord with many people. Cool. So, Way to go. Yep. Thanks, Jonah Hill. Way to go. And I just like Jonah Hill. He's a, He seems like a fun guy. Yeah, people make fun of him because he lost weight and bleached his hair and everything. But hey, man, good on him. Like... He finally, he became the person he wanted to be. I think he had a lot of issues, like, you know, being the, the fat guy and then being typecast as, like, the funny fat guy, and he never wanted to be there, and now he's just doing his thing, and I don't, I love this new cool Jonah Hill. That He's funny as shit, man. He's fucking a great comedic actor. He is. Do I look like the type of guy who gives a fuck if someone loses weight and bleaches their hair, Austin? You were telling me when you were in town that you wanted to bleach your hair, and you're like, am I too old to bleach my hair? And I was like, no, dude, you're th we're the same age as Jonah Hill. Do you? I don't have any hair to bleach. What do you mean? You have hair on the sides and in the back. That's true. I, I wonder how that would look. <laughs> It'd be look <laughs> it would look fucking awesome is how it would look. <laughs> Especially if I just did the tips. <laughs> you show up at my house with a backpack and a skateboard on? So. Yeah. <laughs> if I just did the tips. You're only as old as you feel. <laughs> I, I would I'd probably look like uh 
Isn't there a director that has blonde hair and a similar hairstyle to me? <laughs> I don't know. Who's I've the, never seen anyone who bleaches their hair who's bald, but that's fucking awesome. There's something about that that makes me really happy. I'm going to try it. Dude, I'll Maybe. bleach it for you. I'll, I'll get some fucking hydrogen peroxide and I'll head over. I live with two women, Austin. I'm sure they can do a much better job than you Dude, can. Dude, when I visit, can we bleach your hair, please? I'll think about it. I'll do something in return that I don't want to do. I'll think about it. Okay. Think about it. All right, who's up? Uh, I think I think we did them. Did we do them? I, I did five. All right. Yeah, I'm good. It's time to go. Yeah. Guys, email us done. and uh, vote yes or no on Julian bleaching his hair. Julian was going to grow a ponytail. Remember when we were going to... Uh, start a GoFundMe. I remember like eight years ago, you said that you'd grow a ponytail and keep it for a year for like $10,000. And then we brought it up to you at Congress on New Year's Eve. And you're like, you said like a million dollars or something, which is insane. No, I said a hundred thousand. How much did you say to get the thug life, the Tupac thug life tat on your, on your stomach chest? I think it was a hundred thousand per item. Huh? I don't know how much I would have to get to get the thug life. I feel like, I would probably do it for less than than is probably respectable. I mean, a Thug Life tattoo is a respectable tattoo. I'm going to tell you right now. There's a lot worse tattoos you could get. And it really, if you really read into the meaning of Thug Life and what Tupac meant by it, getting Thug Life across your stomach, you know, might not be such a bad idea. Yeah. Whenever uh, people play those games and they're like, how much would someone have to pay you to suck someone off or something? I'm always just like, are we being honest? And then I, my number is so low. They're just like, you're crazy. They're like, I would cost a million dollars for me to suck someone off. I'm like, really? You wouldn't do it for like 50 grand? Like that's, that's 10 minutes worth of work, dude, for 50 grand. Yeah. It's easier than going to work for a full day or week or year. Come on. Especially if you could make it a regular thing. That would be a really easy income. Yeah, someone, I don't remember who said this, they're like, you can get a billion dollars, but you have to suck a dick every day for the rest of your life. Or maybe it was like 10 billion or something. And it's the same dick, and he's got no STD. I was like, dude, sign me up right now. Yeah, you'd get used to it pretty quickly, let me tell you. It wouldn't even be a chore after a while. Yeah, I know. You might even it wouldn't even be a chore after a while. You'd get used, you'd get used to it. It's like It's like people that work at the sewage plant. Yeah, it's going to smell like shit for the first like week or so, but after that, you're not going to smell anything anymore because you're just used to it. Right, especially you when you learn, and, and then when you like learn his body and his likes and dislikes, you're like, watch this. You're like, all right, honey, I'll be back in 10 minutes. You walk outside with your briefcase, and you're like, I'm going to make this motherfucker come in like 30 seconds. Once you learn his tricks, Julian? Yeah, you can really cut that time down. To nothing. Yeah, you just got to learn his erogenous zones. And, dude, a billion dollars. Go on vacation with the family. He comes as well, but he he stays in a extra, you know his own hotel room. But, you know, 10 minutes a day, you're living large. Julian, you're not even paying attention anymore. Yeah, I am. This, this is important. I've listened to every horrible thing you've All right, said. we got to go. I'm sorry. This is my fault this time. Uh, thanks for listening. Just the tips. Pod at AOL.com. And, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know why we do it anymore. Julian? Literally rent 
you really went down the gutter, Austin. We're all very disappointed. We're all really disappointed in Julie, you. you know I do this show every day? <laughs> Why? Because I love you. And you mean the world to me. Go fuck yourself, Austin. I hate you. But I love our audience. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a happy new year. And we'll be there with you throughout the year to give you some semi-usable tips in your life. Yeah, next week. Oh, we forgot to talk about resolutions. Maybe we'll do that next week. Okay, sounds great. All right, let's make some. Bye. Bye. Just a little bit of squishiness. We had uh, loads of fun. And you know it, I know it. And that fucking asshole that I knocked on his ass knows it. Does he have dick pics out there? Yeah, remember? It's gonna be a real hoot. Find out what it is that makes you happy. Let's see, Jeff Bezos' dick. Yeah, the other one was too long. I wasn't ready for it. You can't always get what you want. I dehydrate myself till I start getting closer. But when you come, I'm so fucking satisfied with myself. In which case, apply maximum pressure. Uh, Cool Guides. If you haven't been to Cool Guides, check out Cool Guides. It's got all kinds of cool guides. That doesn't sound like very fun. I'm uh, really good at doing laundry. There's a lot that can turn me off. I'll do something in return that I don't want to do. I live with two women, Austin. I'm sure they can do a much better job than you can. Isn't there a director that has blonde hair and a similar hairstyle to me? How much would someone have to pay you to suck someone off? Especially if you could make it a regular thing. Getting thug life across your stomach, you know, might not be such a bad idea. Did that make me feel good? Hey, you only get one tip, buddy. Billy Blanks. He's a nice guy. He's at the strip club by himself. And, uh, he wanted to be friends. You just gotta learn his erogenous zones to make this motherfucker come in like 30 seconds. Like hair and goo. I actually really enjoyed that and I really liked Billy Mays. He comes as well, but once you learn his tricks, every little thing makes all the difference. I live that for real. <laughs>